Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast, and as Matt just told me, the topics are obvious. I'm Ben Glixman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, the Sun Devils have won against the top five team for the first time in 21 years, upsetting the heavily favored Washington Huskies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that was uh, uh, quite a a different game than I think anybody expected, certainly you and I expected. Um, uh, You know, I, I, I think we talked about some things that needed to happen um, you know, to have a win and, and, you know, to pull off an upset. Some of those things did happen, but I'll tell you what, if you had told me before the game we would only score one touchdown, um, I would have thought there was very little chance of pulling off a victory because I sure didn't think we had a defense capable of winning a game when we only scored one touchdown, especially against, uh, you know, a very good team. And we did last night. I don't know where that defense has been. I don't know if they'll stay around, but it was sure different seeing that group last night than what we've seen in recent years. So, first possession of the game, ASU's defense holds Washington to three and out, and it was much covered during the broadcast that Washington has struggled in early, uh, early parts of games on the road. So, <laughs> that part, I guess, wasn't surprising, but then ASU marches down the field a long methodical drive, mixing, running, and passing, uh, breaking in, you know, to the sparky formation, uh-huh. some quick hitters using Balage and Richard in the backfield, drives down, scores, extra point, which the kicking game became no gimme uh, and obviously a major factor. Yeah, but certainly on the opposite side, yeah. You know, so ASU takes the lead and, and then just continued yeah. to hold them down. Never... Never relinquished it, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, unlike some games we've seen recently, you know, and I just kept kind of waiting for it. Uh, you know, I remember the Utah game last year. We got to a really good start. Now, Utah wasn't as good as this Washington team, you know, but we got out to a good start. We were up two scores early. Um, you know, first quarter was really all ours. And then, you know, the the, the dam broke on defense, um, as I used last night talking to you, um, and, you know, the game got away from us and, and you just kept kind of waiting for when were we going to, you know, give up the long play, the big play, um, let them back in the game. They were going to take the momentum and it never happened. Uh, I mean, they had one touchdown that was called back for holding. Um, we ended up getting a stop on that drive. They field goal. Uh, you know, we, we got a lot. We forced a lot of punts, got them off the field on third down. We had a block punt. Um, I mean, it was it was a game. That, like I said, you know, at the start, um, you know, we had some breaks go our way. A blocked punt, two missed field goals. Um, we got out to the start we talked about, which was get a stop on defense and get a score. That was exactly the recipe. And and then shorten the game, you know, limit their plays. They only ran, I think I heard, 61 total plays, um, 20 in the first half. So, I mean, you know, that's the way to, to limit a pretty good team to just keep them off the field, and that's what we were able to do. I mean, just to go over some of the stats that I think tell the tale of how good this defense was, you're right, the Huskies only ran 31 total plays. They only amassed 230 total yards, and time of possession, ASU beat them 34-55 to 25-05. I mean, it was... that is huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to help your defense, you know, keep them off the field. Keep them fresh. And, And that's something that we have not done well. Uh, the last couple of years. And that, I mean, look, it's not the offense's fault. The defense has been so bad, 
But, you know, when you run a lot of hurry up and you have quick drives, you're going to put defense out there for a lot of plays. And, and last night was the opposite recipe. Well, and as Graham said, uh, ASU whooped them. It, it was yeah, a physical yeah. game. You know, I know Washington lost their starting left tackle, but the, yeah. the ASU front four, for not having Karan Crump, got a ton of pressure, a ton of penetration, yes. really made uh, really made a huge difference. I was looking this morning. I, I re-watched the game very quickly uh, and have been mm-hmm. sort of checking the box score, but it was – Something like nine tackles for a loss, five sacks. Yeah, I think so. You know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And a couple others uh, that weren't sacks, but, you know, forced throwaways when we had pressure. And, and some situations that were, you know, a totally foreign concept to us the last couple of years where we didn't get immediate pressure. The, guy, the quarterback had time. He scrambled around, and he still didn't find somebody wide open down the field for a 50-yard game. I mean, we've, we've seen that. We've seen that script, you know, oh, we're getting some decent pressure, you know, he's going to scramble around and, oh, there's a receiver, you know, 40 yards down the field with somebody around him and uh, just back-breaking plays. Those didn't happen last night. Even the two, I mean, he made a couple of really good scrambles and throws for first downs, but they were first downs. They weren't, you know, they weren't 30, 40, 50-yard gains. They weren't touchdowns, you, you know. He's a good quarterback. You can live with a few of those um, and you limit the damage of them, and we did. We covered well. We pressured well. We stood the run fairly well. Um, again, it was a, a defense that I'm not familiar with. Uh, I mean, even in the, even in the good years with Todd, Hinton, we didn't play that type of defense. We played a turnover forcing, you know, uh, risk reward type of defense. Last night was just solid. It was just well coached and well executed. I, I mean, one thing that I think we have to talk about with the defense was the three linebackers. Sam Calhoun and Rhodes wound up being the team leaders in tackles. Sam had 11, eight by himself. Calhoun had six, five of those solo. Rhodes, six, two solo. There was also one and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss out of that group. They were flying all over. At one point during the game, I texted you, Christian Sam is everywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you see how nice it is having him back, obviously. You know, I mean, that is one element that can't be forgotten about. Last year, you know, uh, not the only element, but uh, missing him was a was a key piece to be missing, and and you know having him back in the fold really helped a lot. That group is is good, and um, you know some unsung guys too. You know guys who haven't been key players for us in the past: Alani Latu, Jamarcus Rhodes, who were just kind of guys in in past years. Um, nothing special. They've been pretty good this year and that's that's helping a lot. We needed some guys like that to step up their game and they have. Following on that theme, one of the guys who Doug Haller had written about and talked about earlier this week who, you know, he said you just see him and he seems like a guy who should contribute. He just hasn't was Ren L. Wren. And Ren yes. wound up with a half a sack, one and a half tackles for a loss. And you know, the front four was disruptive. You know, it was. even when it they was. even George when they Lee, didn't get too. all the we way, saw something out of Jordy. Uh, so yeah, it was good. You know, even when they didn't get all the way home, they were rushing things, and they it, it seemed like they got into Browning's head. Browning obviously didn't have a great game. It wasn't terrible. He no. was seventeen of thirty, but for one thirty nine, he had the quarterback sneak for the one touchdown. Yeah. But you know, they ASU basically uh, yeah. as a defense held them in check in all phases. Oh you know? yeah. Pettis was their leading receiver, but only 56 yards. They didn't have a rusher go for over 70. No, no. I mean, no 
no big plays. Uh, I think the longest play they had that counted, obviously they had the long run that got called back. Uh, I want to say the longest play they had was probably less than 30 yards. I don't remember a play over 30 yards. It was. The um, longest play was 24. It was, And eight. that might have been the run there on the second drive to start the second drive. I remember that very first play of the second drive. They had a big run, and then we got them off the field after that, forced them to punt. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we – it's the recipe we've talked about. Limit big plays, you know, get third down stops, and and you can, you know, and obviously last night it was better than you'd expect, but those are the type of things you have to keep doing going forward. I don't expect this defense to hold everybody to seven points or less. You know, there's still weaknesses there. Um, but, yeah, it, it gave you hope. I mean, that, that win last night really gave you hope of – you know, this, this season should be better than we were preparing for, um, you know, and there's, you got to keep going now. I mean, you're only three and three. Um, this win doesn't count for more than one, even though it feels big. Uh, now you got to keep, you know, adding those wins up to try to get to seven or eight, because why not? If you could be Washington, why can't you win, you know, four or five of the last six? I mean, uh, you know, that's a dangerous thing to say, but I, I think it's true. Well, and the the things that the defense showed are things that you th- would assume are repeatable. You yes. you get yes. pressure the one, and yeah, control right. the line. You don't miss tackles and you stay right. in good coverage and and mixing it, up the coverages yeah. in the secondary. Uh, Ma- Greg yes. McElroy was the color commentator for the game and he said, you know, Bennett is confusing Jake Browning. We're going man. We're going zone. You know, we're it doing two deep, we're, we're blitzing yeah. six, we're dropping eight, we're doing all different things. And Yeah, you know. yeah, no, I mean, I never felt like he got in a, a good rhythm for a quarterback who is pretty good. I mean, it, it, you know, I'm not knocking him. He's a good quarterback. He's proven that over two and a half years of playing. But if you didn't know anything about him, if last night was the first game you watched, you'd leave that game thinking, yeah, he's nothing special. I mean, he made a couple nice plays, uh, you know, but he did not look like the, you know, star quarterback that you would have expected. And I think some of that, you know, you have to give credit to the defense for making him look that way. Uh, you know, he, he just looked um, off from the start. Like he just didn't really have a sense of rhythm, a sense of being in command of the game. I think that, you know, overall, the defense is the story. But you have to talk about the failed uh, Washington conversions. The the things where... Yes. And the, the whole yes. game, there were four total penalties. One called back a 50-yard touchdown. So, right. you know... And on that drive, then they go down and have a field goal that, you know, a pretty easy field goal that they miss. And the next drive, they get an even shorter field goal that they miss. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we... Again, it's it's what we talked about. You need to have a few breaks go your way. Um, and you create some of those breaks. I, I believe... I don't know if they said this on TV... But watch it live. I think the first field goal was missed because we had pressure from the outside and the kid had to rush it. He pulled it. And and that was because somebody came off the edge and should have probably blocked it, was probably inches away from doing so. Um, you know, so you, you create breaks too. You block a punt. You know, that gives you good field position and you don't get us down on that drive, but you get a field goal because it started at the 35. Um, you know, I mean, those things – you need you need some things to go your way, but like I said, you have to create some of those things too, and we did last night. Yeah, you know, one of the plays to me that I it, it was not a significant play in that it was a turnover or anything, but it just sort of showed how the defense was going to be. 
was in the first half, there was the ball where Christian Sam was playing zone and just read Browning perfectly and flipped the ball up over the intended receiver on the tip. Yes. And then, you know, the next drive, Christian Sam was in the backfield making a tackle. And you realize, oh, he's just going to be everywhere and we're just, we're Uh not going to be doing Uh anything with a base vanilla tonight. Yeah, no, no, it was, it was, uh, it was very uh, startling, you, you know, I mean, to have a shutout at halftime even, and then to have the shutout go through the third quarter and then go into the, like, yeah, it just, I kept looking up and thinking, you know, is this, are we really this far into the game? Like, you know, am I, am I misreading the clock here? It's really only the first quarter, right? Uh, you know, but we just, we just kept getting stops and, and the offense, you know, it, it's, it's a weird night because after that opening drive, they don't score again, uh, you know, a, a touchdown at least. Um, one of the field goals, as I said, was, you know, off a of block punt. They didn't – they barely moved the ball at all. The guy makes a good field goal. And yet I thought offensively a very effective night. We stayed on the field. We, we had some longer drives, even if they ended in punts. We got a couple first downs, changed field position, whatever. Didn't turn the ball over. I mean, that's, that's huge. When you want to pull off an upset – don't give the other team easy opportunities. We didn't do that. Never put the ball in jeopardy except for maybe the very last offensive play of the game, basically, which was a, a ballsy call that we can talk about in more depth. Um, that was close, but it ended up working out. And other than that, it never really felt like we were in danger of turnover. Yeah, I mean, the ASU offense, you know, we already talked about dominated time of possession. They had 18 first downs. They they held yeah. the ball. They, there was really, other than one time, where uh, Sleep Dalton had to punt from in in the end zone. Right. They really were able to never give up the field position battle. And right. then, right. you know, they, they did a good job of handling Dante Pettis in the punt game. And there's only one yeah. that Sleep Dalton even put that seemed reasonably returnable. Returnable. You know? And we covered it well. Yeah. And, and I mean, a, a big sequence, and I can't remember if, if, they, if that led to their touchdown drive, but, it, you know, that would only be by coincidence really was that that sequence that we talked about, you know, in the game where we had a short punt really wasn't a great punt. And we have an illegal formation called in the fourth quarter. They initially take it five yards at the end of the play, change their mind during the commercial break, make us free kick. And we actually benefited from that because it's a better punt that, you know, he, he muffs the catch and then we get down there and tack him. And I, we probably gained, you know, 10 to 15 yards of field position from that play so a lot of credit to him for, for, you know, a good kick there and good coverage to make that play work because you always got a re-kick with a dangerous punt return. Having to cover again is a scary position, and it actually came to a benefit. Yeah, so let's talk briefly about the special teams, and then we'll, we'll go into the offense. Um, first, you know, we've talked a lot, you and I, about pulling red shirts off of guys and does it make sense, yeah. is it worth it yeah. for one play or one event? Well, Curtis Hodge yeah. is blocking that punt. Makes it worth it. I think. Big play, exactly. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's that's a great one. Uh, you know, I think I said when we talked about him two or three weeks ago, I said, you know, well, if he comes through with you know a couple big touchdown catches and a win, because he's a red zone threat, it's worth it. Well, it wasn't a touchdown catch, but it certainly, uh, you know, was a play that was very key toward winning. Um, and, and yeah, right. Uh, impressive play by him. Another true freshman, obviously, with Ruiz, who we've talked a lot about. You know, he missed the kick in the fourth quarter that would have made it 16, but makes a 50-plus yarder in the second quarter, I believe, off the block punt. 
um, you know, that makes it 13, nothing. So that was significant, uh, put, you know, touchbacks, you know, we, we didn't give up many kick returns. I think maybe only one on the opening kickoff did they return. Everything else was, you know, a touchback. So, uh, you know, very solid night. And the biggest thing was, was the coverage and the not letting Dante Pettis change the game. Cause he'd done that this year. The Rutgers game flipped for them when he had a return touchdown. They were struggling until then. Um, we let him change the game at any point, which was very significant, obviously. I was going to say, I think the biggest story, other than Ruiz hits another 50-yarder, and I know he missed one from 40-plus, but yeah. you know that that is not automatic for a true freshman, and the fact that he hits it's a 50-yarder is... No, um, it was a 47-yard kick. I mean, you'd like to make it, obviously, uh, you know, but yeah... I'm not down on him. I mean, he's he's a he's a freshman kicker who's been pretty darn good for us so far. But I, I think that the most important thing that we saw out of the special teams was the coverage because I'll yes. be honest, every time there was a returnable ball kickoff or punt, I was holding my breath because, you oh, know, yeah. the last couple of years, those things have gone awry. Right, and right. Well, especially with a guy like that. I mean, in the second half when we're up 13 nothing, every time we would go out to punt, I'm thinking, man, you know, one big return here changes the game. I watched a game earlier in the day, Auburn and LSU. You know, Auburn was was uh, in command of that game, and they give up a punt return touchdown at the start of the fourth quarter, and they never recovered from it. LSU comes back to win. Uh, you know, those kind of plays swing games, especially when you're the underdog and you're trying to get the breaks going your way. Those are the plays that make you fearful, and, and none of those, you know, were, were given up by us. I mean – at the very least, I mean, special teams was a positive, but you and I have talked. You always want your special teams to at least be a net neutral, and we were at least that, and then having the block punt, the 50-plus-yard field goal, makes it a positive for you, and, and you end up winning that phase. Yeah, and on the flip side, obviously, the two missed field goals from Washington shows how ne- sure. negative it was for that. Exactly. And- exactly. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we – and I, I, I don't know, uh, you know. Did they say anything on the broadcast about that? Sure. I thought that made a difference on that first kick. I'm not sure they pointed it out. They didn't. They just talked about how he was in his head for the second one, and yeah. it looked like you know, yeah. the equivalent the of like, one like, trying to aim. Kick. Yeah, he was trying yes, to aim instead I, I of just I agree. Just the second kick. one, there, there really was no reason. Um, but the first one, I really believe, because I thought it was going to be blocked. Uh, I mean, the guy came off the edge and, and felt like at least live that he was close to blocking it again. I, you know, didn't see a replay of it to see how close, but I think that makes a difference too. So whether it did, who knows, maybe the kid would have missed the kick if we hadn't even pressured at all. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a, a positive night and that's again, what do you, you know, what do you need to pull off an upset? You need your special teams to make a play or two and certainly not make any negative plays. And last night we didn't, uh, you know, makes you, Makes you wonder if they hadn't made those negative plays in the first, you know, three weeks, maybe our record would be better. But no use crying over that. I guess you know what's done is done. Uh, last night they were good. I mean, as far as not beating yourself, ASU no turnovers, one five-yard yeah. penalty. You know, yeah. The, yeah. Just it, it, the bye seems to have at least for one week fixed the problems. They were tackling better. They yeah. weren't making mistakes. Um, yeah. Well. And- one thing, I mean, been much better this year overall is the penalties. You know, that was a big issue last year. You know, there were bigger issues, the defensive breakdowns obviously being number one. Um, but we had, you know, we, we lost our way a little bit in the, you know, we're going to cut. I mean, that was really an emphasis of Graham's early. We're going to reduce penalties. We're going to, you know, and, and he backed it up. We were one of the, you know, leaders in the country the first two or three years with him. 
Last couple years was good. And and this year has been pretty good. Even in the losses, we really haven't had, you know, any issues with major penalties. So that's, I mean, obviously, you know, again, when you don't have a very big margin for error and you don't have superior talent, you can't be giving teams the yards. And that's what we were doing too much the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the offense. The first drive was amazing. Just exactly what you want. Meticulous yeah, ball yeah. control. Drive eight plus minutes, sixteen plays. Yeah, I mean it's it's right out of the playbook of how you pull off an upset. And then things start to get a little slow. So then they punt, they have the one yard gain, but still get a field goal. And then they had you know probably up until the final drive, their best drive of the night. They went thirteen plays, fifty nine yards, took six minutes mm-hmm. off the clock in the second quarter to set up Ruiz's second field goal. Right, right. Um, and then I cannot explain the end of half timing. Uh, that was yeah. That was one spot of the game that I felt like the the you know the coaching aspect of it. I don't know if that was a Graham or a Napier or whatever. Um, but we get a couple first down. We get a first down. We get out to uh, you know past the forty, um, and and then just kind of sit on the ball for the first two rounds, let the clock run, and then throw on third down, which didn't make any sense. Luckily, you know, didn't result in a special teams mistake. But, I mean, if you're going to just go into the half, then just go into the half. Don't throw and, and stop the clock. That that one was kind of head-scratching. I, I thought they should have been more aggressive. They weren't. And and then unnecessarily aggressive with 22 seconds left when there really wasn't much time to do anything anyway by that point. Well, and on the flip side, I don't understand – you know, and obviously Chris Peterson's a great coach. I don't understand what Washington was doing there either. You know, take that Not time, take a time out. Yeah. Especially you've, on the second down. Yeah. yeah I mean, you've got down, Dante Pettis. You probably, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but once it was very clear they weren't in three, I, I would have taken the time out and forced the issue. And it, it felt to me like that was Washington almost saying, this is really, you know, this game's not going our way. Let's just go mitigate the damage and get into the half. And, there's something to be said for that, you know, this half's not going our way. We're going to just, you know, they're willing to, to just go into the half. So will we, and we'll, we'll accept 13, nothing and try to fix it in the second half. They, they played better in the second half, but not well enough, obviously. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That one was a, a little bit mystifying. Yeah. And then ASU in the second half is, you know, pedestrian on offense. Not a whole lot yeah. until they needed it at the end of the game. Right. They bled the entire five thirty two off the clock. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's what you want in that situation is to never put your defense back on the field. You know, they played really well. Uh, even the touchdown they allowed, they they made them earn it. I mean it was a long drive. They made him convert a fourth down. They made you know, uh, they stopped rounding a yard short, make him run another play. I mean every second counts in that case. So it was, you know, if you're going to give up a touchdown, that's the way to do it. Uh, but, you know, guys had gotten hurt on the previous drive. Well, no, no good a lot to come back in. Don't know. Uh, you know, so we'd, we'd had some, some uh, you know, attrition starting to set in. And, you you know, Washington only had one timeout. They had used two on offense, which was big. So, I mean, you're thinking, I was thinking, I texted you right then. You know, you get two or three first downs, you never have to put them back on the field. And uh, the first two first downs were impressive to throw to Harry, uh, you know, gets the first down right away, gets you, you know, out near midfield. Um, and then, you know, got another one on the run game with Richard. Um, the last one was an adventure. Uh, you know, the, the 
third down call was dicey. Uh, going for it on fourth down was not something I would have done, but, uh, you know, it worked. And, and so you're the hero when those kind of situations go your way. Well, the, so let's talk about that final series there. Um, it's third and three. You're on Washington's 37, so you're looking at a 54, 55-yard field goal yeah. if you just now run should, into the line. We should give credit to Manny Wilkins for the second down run and the hurdle. An impressive play. Uh, and, and, you know, just to get us from second and nine to third and three. And we haven't seen the hurdle this year, but if you're going to break it out, that's the time to break it out. Try to get a first down and ice the game. So credit there. But, yes, set us up, third down. So it's third and three. I, at this point, I mean, you called the Manny Wilkins run. I, at this point, am saying, okay, put the ball in DeMario Richards' hands. That, that's what he's done his yeah. first three years here when he's healthy. You just yeah. trust him to salt the game away. He's a bowling ball. Right. He's low to the ground. He's tough to bring down, and he falls forward. So just right. give it to him. Or Sparky, if you want yeah. the ball in Nikhil Harry's hands, which is understandable. He is your most dynamic player. Yeah. Just put him in the backfield, direct snap to him, and tell him to fall forward. And whatever you yeah. do, you tell the runner, don't go out of bounds. Never yeah. did I think that it would be us throwing the ball. No, no, I did not either. Um, I mean, there are, I, I think I texted you, you know, the Patriots are famous for doing that. Uh, the Saints do it, you know, third down. And you got a, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay. Manny Wilkins played well last night. I still don't want to make that call. Uh, nothing against him. I just uh, – Washington's out of timeouts. If we don't get the first down there, I'll get 40 seconds off the clock. And we didn't get that by throwing it and throwing it incomplete. Now, it was dangerously close to a lateral that could have been recovered. Um, so that's another issue by making that play. You know, you have, you have almost a double-edged sword there because when Harry does recover it, I'm thinking, well, now I want to be called the lateral so we get the 40 seconds. Yeah, um, we didn't get the forty second, you know. So it was kind of like, I don't, uh, yeah, that was uh, scary. And, and then that, to see the offense come on the field on fourth down was even scarier. Well, and that third down call, that was the play they ran on fourth down on the open yes, drive. Fourth it and was one the little drive, bubble yeah. screen to Harry, which which worked great. It should at be, that point, you know, but, it should be a safe throw. Um, right, you know, but Harry had seen it, and yeah. they were right on him. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the first time it was thrown. It was a safe throw, and he had an easy four yards and got us to the one. Um, you know, but they, you know, you had to know. If you're Washington, you got to be prepared. They're going to run the ball or it'll be a very safe type of pass, basically, and that's what it was. Um, and, and so you're up on that. You're not, you know, you're not playing your safeties twenty yards back on that play. Um, you know, so yeah, it was uh, not the smartest of calls, and and certainly if we don't get the fourth down or if we punt and give the ball up, we're having a totally different conversation about how dumb that call was. But when you make the play on the next down, you kind of just say, well, that one wasn't good, but it's okay because it worked out in the end. So now we're at fourth and three from the 37, and I still, I honestly thought they were just going to do a quarterback draw. I thought that they would just... Let's not put anything in jeopardy, and let's just try to, you know, bully them into yeah. a first down. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, the one thing when you're in a position like that is your whole playbook is back open because it doesn't matter. You can throw sure. the bomb. You can throw a There's quick no stop at the clock. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to stop the clock either way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Manny Wilkins, I no one is reporting it, okay? I haven't seen it anywhere. But right? I believe in an honest moment – 
he would say that that ball was intended for Kalen Balaj and was zipped way too high. Um, I, I sure thought so too. Now, now Graham, I happen, I listened to Graham on the radio on my way home and he said, you know, it's a high low read and, and, you know, actually he said, you know, Manny was intending it for him, didn't throw it exactly the way he wanted. So it looked like it, you know, I don't know if I believe that, um, it makes for a good story, but yeah, it certainly looked like it was overthrown and just happened to fall into the hands of the tight end, uh, you know, five yards behind the play. But you know what, on a, on a night where you pull off an upset like that, you need to play like that. And whether it was intended or not, it worked. So the guy who winds up catching the ball, CJ Frenchlove, who is now, I think, the only tight end left on the roster because all the rest of them are playing defense uh, or hurt. But <laughs> I, did, I did see a little Tommy Hudson last night, I believe, but, uh, but not much. He, that catch, through traffic, I mean, the ball whipped, obviously, over Bellage's head. It went yeah. just to the left of a Washington State defensive, or a Washington defensive back. Yeah. Another corner dove across the face of uh-huh. French Love. And somehow he still caught it and then had the wherewithal yeah. to turn and go upfield. I know, I know. And, of course, now my instincts right away, once I see him catch the ball and he's running, is go down. And anybody who was standing by me last night would be able to tell you. I, would, I mean, I, I, you know, because I knew the timeout situation. And I'm like, no, no, we don't need a score. Score would have been nice. And, yeah, the odds aren't great of scoring twice with less than two minutes. But don't don't even do it. Like just go down and let's take a knee and go home. And that's uh, you know, fortunately he got tackled. Uh, unfortunately, I guess the kid who tackled him had a major leg injury. Um, uh, but you know, worked out to our benefit, I believe, to just get tackled inside the ten and put the game on ice from there. Yeah, I, if I had one critique of the final uh, kneel downs, when you don't need to burn extra time there's no Don't need to to I step back stand and stand that. up and, and you know one you're incentivizing them bring, to cheap shot you yes. or your line and, yeah. and, and two you yes. just didn't need it the the the, the math was it, such that all you had to do was snap it and go down now and I, I, I every time i see that i am convinced and and you'll laugh at this maybe but but really you know i've been around enough people that they just aren't very good at doing math and I'm not Albert Einstein, but I can do 40 seconds times three is two minutes. And therefore, if you're under two minutes, you don't need. Um, but I really I think that's just players and coaches not realizing. And, you know, well, we need to you know take a few extra seconds. No, you don't. It's under two minutes. Just go to the ground, start the play clock, snap it at one, do it again. And you're going home and you don't have to bring any disaster into play. Well, and then there's one part of this where you and I differ, and I almost brought it up when we were texting, but then I decided I'm just going to sandbag it and bring it up here. Um, (laughs) Okay. You said, I don't want them to do any of this shotgun nonsense. I I did not. I prefer the shotgun kneel down, I think. You run from the shotgun all the time. You just... I know, and and if that's all you do, I can see that point, Um, but... We had snapped under that was that was one of the things they said was we had we'd taken several snaps from under center last night short yardage I mean, probably five to ten which is maybe you know five to ten more than we've seen in the first five games this year um, so we've done it I'm, I get a little nervous if you try to do that when you've not done it and you you know basically the you know the familiarity there but I you know shotgun snaps make me nervous the ball going anywhere. You know, from one guy's hand to the other guy's hands, it, it makes me nervous in that situation. Uh, you know, got 
that drops a shotgun snap, a bad shotgun snap that reflects off the guy's knee. We, you know, we see it. Um, and so I didn't want any part of that. I, you know, a lot of teams do it now. A lot of teams do it now. And I, I just don't personally love it. It hasn't come back to haunt anybody that I know of where somebody's had a famous, you know, foible in a situation like that. But it just makes me nervous doing that. See, and for me, I think it's more the, the shotgun is now what we do as our primary snap. Therefore, I assume we practice that more. So just and that's, do I mean, it. I think that's probably the theory that most teams employ in that situation because they do it. I mean, I see it all the time. You know, there's kneel downs in shotgun. When, when we first started seeing it a few years ago, it's was like, what, what are you doing? Why would you do that? But um, more and more teams do it. And I guess that is the reason why I just, you know, again, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a little point. But, uh, you know, in a, in a situation like that, when you need three snaps and the game is yours, I'm like, you know, let's just make it as simple as possible. Center's hand to quarterback's hand, knee on the ground, repeat that formula twice more on, with one on the play clock and go home. And that's ultimately what they went with, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, look, it worked, and it's nitpicky. I just, you raised the point sure. of you didn't want to sure, see it, sure. and I actually was thinking, no, I did oh, I, I, I did that made sense to me to try. Yeah, I mean, again, if we hadn't taken any under center snaps all night, I probably wouldn't have said that. But, I'm, you know, and we also, you know, honestly, again, because of the injury kid, we had a lot of time to think. You know, they get the first down, and then there was probably a three- or four-minute stoppage before we started the game again. And, and so I'm there thinking, all right, I want no part of any sort of, you know, chicanery here. Just snap the ball, take a knee, run the play clock down, do it again, run the play clock down and do it one last time and then go home. Yeah. I mean, and look, it it worked and it's just it was one of those things where I wanted to have the conversation because sure, I don't know, it sure. just seems like something I mean, at some point it's going to happen. Where, you know, either one or the other, either a team does a shotgun snap for a kneel down and the snap is bad and it ends up turning the ball over, or a team that uses shotgun tries to go under center and they, you know, fumble the exchange. I mean, it, it's just going to happen. Human error is going to come into play. And and then, you know, you and I can say, remember we talked about this when, when ASU played Wixon and we said the various advantages of disadvantages of both options? Because, I mean, you know, weird things happen in football all the time. And sometime there's going to be a game that, you know, changes because of that outcome yeah no that's definitely true um very quickly the rest of the conference uh had some interesting stuff washington state also lost got just routed by Cal. Um, yeah so the pac-12 is the first major conference to have no unbeatens left acc and big 12 have one each so uh, i don't think we'll be the only one um but yeah there there won't be a 12 and 0 team emerging from the pac-12 now and USC struggled uh, to put away Utah, wound up coming back and taking a needed lead. A, and yeah, needed a botched two-point conversion. I don't know if conversion. you saw the, the – did you see the last time they came back from 14-plus uh, down in the second half? Uh, is it when we were leading 21-3 at halftime? That is correct, yes, 2005 against Arizona State. I saw that graphic because I was, I was sneaking a peek at that game toward the end and thought, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, it you know last night's game made me think of that a little bit, and made me think of LSU and you know a few other opportunities we've had for a signature win like that that we haven't finished. Yeah, but we got one. Uh, we got one yesterday. Um, we did. We did. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the the you know, I mean, as crazy as this sounds, and it sounds crazy, everything's in front of us to still win the Pac-12 South. 
Uh, I mean, we got a long, long way to go, and, and we would probably need to win the next two games, which is a big, you know, hill to climb. Um, but, you know, with one loss, nobody in the division has zero. We get to play the teams that also have one loss. Um, our loss is outside the division, so we wouldn't lose any tiebreakers at this point. You know, so it's it's there for us. Um, now it's there for us later at this point, too, after six games, and we didn't win any more. Um, so, you know, I'm certainly not uh, planning any trips to San Francisco or anything like that for the first weekend of December. Um, but, you know, we have an opportunity still with, you know, six weeks left, which I don't think I was expecting and I doubt you were expecting. Um, I thought we were probably starting 0-3 in the conference and the dream would have been dead already. Oh, I am stunned. Uh, you know, right now, the Territorial Cup is on track to be for the Pac-12 South Championship. If we win out and Arizona wins out. <laughs> right, right. You know. I don't expect that to be the case. Um, I still think USC will win the South. I mean, uh, they're not as good as I thought they'd be. Um, you know, what we've seen from them is one really good performance, and that was against Stanford, which seems like more the exception than the rule because the other games they've played, they just, they're grinding out wins, which is credit to them as well. But they're not the dominant, overpowering team I thought we might see, um, you know. So, I, I, but I still think they will. I, you know, now they have the head-to-head on Utah. Obviously, um, ultimately, I don't think Arizona or Arizona State are good enough to, uh, you know, win, go seven and two or something like that in the division. I just don't see it. Um, so, I, I think it's USC's division to lose. Um, but you know, that's the thing. Uh, things happen, and, and we still have a shot. You know, we're not. We're not uh, needing help at this point, which is kind of nice to say because I, you know, I didn't expect that. ASU travels next week for a day game at Rice Eccles Stadium. Um, yeah, gotta gotta keep it up now. I mean, that's the biggest thing. This is a great win. It feels really good, um, and I'm not saying it's a must win next week, but you know, you don't get to rest on your laurels during football season. You know, you have a nice win, everybody's happy, and then you play another game seven days later and. That momentum can change fast, and and uh, you go up there and, and look like crap, and you know we'll say, well, what what happened to the team of last week, and you know we'll still be questioning things. So um, it's a winnable game, it really is. Tough place to play, but aside from that, it's it's gettable. And you know if we want to keep the momentum going, let's go up there and get it, and, and keep building on this. I mean, the one thing that I think inures to ASU's benefit is this is the basically the third straight game against a pro-style offense and tough interior defensive line opponent. So the things we've done, now look, we've put a lot of stuff on film between the Stanford game and the Washington game, but the things we've prepped for should be applicable against Utah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, and and, we're 0-2 on the road, but it's a different 0-2 than last year. When, you know, when we, I guess we did win the first road game we played, but we weren't impressive. And then, you know, we're, we're playing better. We had a chance to beat Texas Tech. Um, you know, we were tied and had the ball in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, we were down by seven in the fourth quarter to Stanford. Needed a defensive stop, couldn't come up with it. So we're, we're in these games. We're not finishing them yet. But it's better than what we were last year, which was feeling like we were outclassed every road game we played against, you know, Pac-10, Pac-12, I'm sorry, competition. We will be uh, back sometime in the middle of the week. I'm going to guess Tuesday, but it could be Wednesday. I don't know. I, okay. I don't know. Whatever Matt wants. Yes. I, it, it's, Matt, it's Matt's show. I, I just 
am the no. guy who hits the record button when we start, and then after that, I just I ask Matt questions. That. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll be back. We'll talk about that game. We'll talk about other stuff that happened in the world of sports. And then we will be taking the show on the road. Unfortunately, yes. not to where anybody we know lives. Uh, we will be doing our uh, weekend ASU recap from a hotel room in Memphis, Tennessee. So, yes, uh, we will. Until then, uh, he's Matt. I'm Ben. The Sun Devils are your shocking winners at home against That's Washington right. 13-7. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.